I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. I've been studying uh, over the weekend, uh, dealing with fear and anxiety the Bible way. There are many people who are dealing with fear and anxiety. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, these are the words of the Apostle Paul to his young protege, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, when fear comes, we know who the source is. The source is the devil. And considering anxiety, being anxious, remember Jesus Himself said, Be anxious for nothing. Now, I was studying over the weekend from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's quite an amazing story. Jehoshaphat was king of Judah. And he was over all that kingdom, all that part of the world there. When one day he woke up and found that there were three armies that were coming against him. And he realized that he did not have the strength, although he had a small army. His army did not have the strength to overtake them. Surely he must have been filled with fear and anxiety. It looked like his entire kingdom would be destroyed. Everything would be taken. They all would be put into slavery. No doubt he would have been killed. Let me ask you a question. What do you do when fear comes? What do you do when you feel anxiety, when you can't sleep, when you can't rest, when this problem raises its ugly head and this problem raises its ugly head? What do you do? What do you do when you face what seems to be in the natural an insurmountable problem? Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's sickness or disease. Maybe it's uh, you're just afraid all the time. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Therefore, we know where the spirit of fear came from. It comes from the devil. And we should give the devil no place. How do you deal with fear? How do you deal with anxiety? In the name of Jesus, fear, anxiety, I rebuke you and I command you. Take your hands off my life. That's how you begin to pray. Now, I want to show you what King Jehoshaphat did. The first thing he did was he prayed and he asked God what to do. Friend, there is no substitute for prayer. When you pray... You are touching the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy in your life. Some people will just wring their hands and they'll walk the floor and they'll not be able to sleep and they're just so full of anxiety and full of fear. They forget to pray. Remember when the disciples were about to drown on the Sea of Galilee and then someone remembered that Jesus was in the boat. Well, he got in the boat with them when they took off. But somehow, in the midst of the storm, they became so fearful and so full of anxiety that they forgot that Jesus was in the boat with them. And they went and they awakened Him. And they said, Master, do you not even care that we're about to perish? They didn't realize the power and the authority in Jesus. Jesus arose, walked to the bow of the ship, stretched out His hands, and calmed the winds and the waves. And then He said, Where is your faith? In other words, I can see the fear, I can see the anxiety, I can see the worry and the dread and the frustration, but where is your faith? Some people want to just wring their hands and walk the floor and they forget. They forget, to, they forget to pray and to seek God, to seek His answers. David, the Bible says, inquired of the Lord. We can pray and we can ask God what He wants us to do. And the second thing, very important, He chose to remember God's goodness. He thought about what God had done in the past, and he reminded God of what he had done through Abraham and Moses and others. 
You see, it's good to bring God into remembrance of what He did. He reminded God of how He delivered the children of Israel out of, out of Egyptian bondage and all the miracles that He had done. He reminded God of what He had done in the, in the past. He talked about the goodness of God. And that's why I say on this program today, God is a good God. And the devil is a bad devil. And Jesus is for you. He's not against you. He, he wants to bring miracles into your life. Not only did Jehoshaphat pray, but he chose to remember the goodness of God. And then he remembered that God rules. He stood before the people and he said, and I'm quoting now from, from, from Chronicles, Lord God, you rule in heaven over all the nations. You have power and strength. No one can defeat you. You are our God. He made a faith declaration. I was online and I found this declaration. I thought you would appreciate it. Since I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all things I need in my life are coming to me. God is supplying all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus because He is my source. I have submitted myself to the Word of God. I am a doer of the Word of God and not just a hearer. I am set under authority given by Jesus' name. I now speak to those under my authority. Listen to this. Satan, go. Angels, ministering spirits, come. Sickness, go. Healing, come. Lack, go. Finances, come. Plenty, come. Running over, come. Fear, go. Sound mind, come. Depression, go. Sound mind and peace, come. Better jobs, come. Raises, come. Promotions, come. Increase, come. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was made only a little bit lower than the angels, and greater is He who is in me than he that is in the world. Somebody give praise to the Lord today. Hallelujah. We can make a faith declaration. He said, Lord God, you rule in heaven and earth. You rule over all the nations and you have power and strength and nobody can defeat you because you're our God. And when Jehoshaphat made a faith declaration, the prophet Jehaziel spoke up. Friend, when you pray, when you trust God, when you put everything you have in God, God will talk to you. He'll speak to you. It may be a prophetic word. It may be a word from the Bible. It may be something that you pray or someone else says or does. But God talks. He's a talking God. And when... He prayed, and when he talked to God and made his confession, ah, friend, the prophet began to speak. Jehaziel stood and said, when you turn to the Lord, and tomorrow as you march out against those three armies, take your positions, but you won't have to do a thing. The battle is the Lord's. And when they heard that prophetic word, they began to sing and worship and praise God. And Jehoshaphat directed that the praise and worship team get in front of the army. Now that was an unusual thing to do. Right in front of all their swords and spears, there was the praise and worship team. And they were praising and they were worshiping and they were singing unto the Lord. And I got news, friend, when the praise goes up, the walls begin to come down. And they sang and they worshiped and every word that Jehaziel said came to pass. The Bible says that God set ambushments against those three armies. And they turned on one another and began to destroy each other until there was nothing left. 
And Jehoshaphat and the people walked in to the place where those three armies were camped, and there was the spoil, everything that they had brought against Jehoshaphat and his people. And they began to gather in the spoil. It took them three days to carry the spoil away. Friend, when you trust God, when you plant your seed of faith, you have a Bible right to expect God to move in where there seems to be no way for Him to move in, for Him to move into the situation. You talk about a harvest. You talk about a miracle. They got a miracle. And they got it in the authority of Jesus' name. My dad used to tell the story about how when they were in the Depression days in the early 1930s, a hailstorm came in southeast Oklahoma and destroyed their crop. And my grandfather was in such fear and such worry, he wondered how he was going to pay his bills. He was a preacher, but he didn't make much money from preaching. His money came from his farm, and all the crop had been destroyed. How is he going to get new shoes for the children and get clothes for school and, and coats for the winter? How he was going to handle the family and the food and pay the bills? When my grandmother came out on the porch and said to my grandfather, Ellis, get that $100 bill you've been hiding. Go into town. Buy some seed. We're going to replant and my grandfather knew in the natural, since he was a father, that it was, it was too late in the season to plant. The frost would come too soon, and then the freeze would follow there in Oklahoma. But he also knew better than to argue with his wife. And so he took that $100 bill and my dad and my uncle, and they went to town, and they bought seed while everyone laughed. All the other farmers knew in the natural it was too late. The next day, as they began to replant, people in the area whose farms had also been wiped out, came and lined the fence posts and laughed and mocked and said, look at them, they're replanting, it's too late. But you know what? They sowed a seed in the midst of what they were going through and that's what Jehoshaphat did. He sowed a seed of faith and prayer and a faith declaration and God brought the answer. You know what funny thing happened that year in Oklahoma? The frost was late, unusually late, weeks late. And the freeze didn't come till almost Thanksgiving. And there was only one farm in the area that got a harvest that year. It was the Roberts farm. In the middle of what they went through, in the middle of the disaster that they were facing of losing that crop, they sowed a seed. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. And that's what you and I can do. And when we do it, we can stand up and give our praise and our worship to God and watch Him open us the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing so much so that there's not enough room to receive it. We can have the mind of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Even in the midst of an economy that looks like things are going to hell in a handbasket. We can do it. If Jehoshaphat can do it, if my grandfather and my father can do it, if I can do it, you can do it. And I set my faith with you to do it in Jesus' mighty name. What are you facing right now? What is it? Is it spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, family, business, job, marriage? What is it? Right now, why don't you call the Abundant Life Prayer Group? The number to call is 918-495-7777 or email us at oralroberts.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.